Hey, my name's Helen and you're listening to the Love Mondays Club podcast. If you're a fellow tutor, trainer or coach, then welcome. You're in the right place. Whether you're looking to start, grow or expand your online services, this podcast is for you. My goal is to help you build your business, earn more money and have more fun in this messy muddle we call entrepreneurship. Every Monday, I'm going to be sharing practical tips to help you accelerate your business. From marketing to mindset to money, we'll cover it all. So if you're ready, let's dive in. Hello and welcome to episode 17. Over the past few episodes, we have been talking a lot about different sort of streams of revenue in your businesses, um, different services that you can bring in and essentially different ways that you can make money. Now, in the last episode, I talked all about how to launch these different products and basically a kind of three-step process that you need to go through to get your audience engaged, get them interested in what you're offering and ultimately trying to get them to buy what we are selling. However, there's a huge missing piece of the puzzle here because I've really noticed in myself and in a lot of the people I work with that you can have all the strategy and all the ideas in the world, but if you don't have the sort of mindset in place to help you carry your business forward, then you're gonna be feeling really stuck. And this is something that I've learned on a personal level kind of the hard way over the past few years. And I think it's an ongoing process as well, this kind of self-reflection of how I react in different situations and, you know, where I feel resistance and why I feel resistance. So on this topic, I'm going to spend the next few episodes talking to you all about the idea of confidence and showing up in your business. And this idea that you don't have to just wake up one day and suddenly miraculously feel totally 100% comfortable to put yourself out there in the world. This comes off the back of a conversation I had with someone the other day. I was talking to them about showing up and they were saying, you know, well, it's all right for you. You know, you're really confident. You don't mind doing these things. You know, you're, you look really natural and comfortable on live videos. But the truth is I, I didn't used to. You know, this this has taken years and years of practice. And even though in some video settings I seem quite relaxed and I go with the flow, there are still times out there where I've, you know, had to hit live and all those butterflies and, and fears have come flooding back to me despite all this experience and practice I've had. So I want to talk to you about this and show you how it's an ongoing process, but that I will hopefully also give you some hope and show you that even if right now when you're listening to this, you think, you know, I don't really like publicly showing up in my business, but you want to because you know it's going to make a big difference. One of the most important things to remind yourself of is that like everything is scary for the first time you do it, but you will really quickly get used to it. I mean, this podcast as an example, I'm on episode, what do we say, 17 now. I still remember recording those first few episodes. I took forever to do them. I was pausing, I was rewording things. I listened back to it and thought, no, that's rubbish, delete, start again. (laughs) The whole process took me so long to get those first three episodes out there. And yet now, literally only a couple of months later, through on episode 17, I'm sat here with a cup of tea, comfy clothes, and I know that I'm going to be yabbering away to you for the next sort of 10, 15 minutes, probably without pausing unless there's some kind of interruption. And it's one of these things, you know, nobody taught me how to do a podcast when I first started. I literally had to sit there and figure it out for myself what I was going to be saying. Now, you know, I had tips and suggestions and kind of structure layout and things like that. The actual sitting down in front of this big microphone was seriously daunting. 
And it was the same the first time I ever did Facebook Lives. And looking back on it, you know, I was so grateful in some respects that I had a very small audience. And so, you know, when we do, when all of us start, we have very small audiences. And this is why I think it's really helpful for you if you're early on in your business to start trying to put yourself out there, almost, you know, pushing yourself out of your comfort zone as soon as possible. Because when you do have a smaller audience, it feels a lot less intimidating. Whereas you could potentially sort of sit there building up a huge audience, have hundreds, if not thousands of people sort of around you. And then all of a sudden, when you think about going live, potentially for the first time, it's going to feel like a much bigger deal. So if you can start sort of implementing these little steps in the early stages about putting yourself out there, it's going to make the whole process so much easier for you. What I found as well is is that it's really easy to overthink these things. And again, you know, when I first started, so I I say this to people, you know, when you first go live or you first do a recording or put yourself out there, if you're feeling a bit nervous or you feel like you're going to forget what you're going to say, then writing out notes, you know, almost like you're giving a speech, writing out a few little bullet points of key ideas that you want to talk about can be really helpful for you. But again, I promise you that in time, you end up not needing to do this. And what I found is that whilst I will always have some sort of theme or topic to talk about, I now actually kind of like the... (laughs) Maybe this is a bit of a sadistic side of me, but I will quite often now with Facebook Lives have one main idea in my head and then hit live, go live. I don't necessarily sit there planning it all out because I think what happens in those situations is that one, I get that little kick of adrenaline quite quickly that, okay, I'm live, that I know people are watching me. But equally as well, the ideas flow because I always imagine now, like recording this episode, I imagine that you as my listener are literally sat opposite from me across the table and we're just having a, albeit very one-sided chat or conversation and I think that can really help you as well with the flow and remember if you're super nervous about these things just like you know with my podcast I sat here recording 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 nobody else ever heard it it was just me but it was a nice way to play around and also just get really comfortable and used to hearing my voice and hearing the way I'm speaking and hearing what I'm talking about. And there's a balancing act with these things, isn't there? Because we're always super critical of ourselves. We always think we sound different on a video or recording than, than what we do in our in that sort of real life. And I will caveat this by saying that whilst I sometimes listen back to bits, I very rarely, I will for the podcast, I will never sit here and listen to a whole podcast episode that I've recorded. For me, that there's some sort of form of embarrassment, the thought that someone would catch me listening to myself. <laughs> you know, these these things in the early stages can be really helpful for you to just get you used to the thought of it and and you know being kind to yourself and recognizing like actually that sounds okay but that bit there maybe I'd do differently the next time another thing as well in terms of sort of confidence and showing up is I think one of the biggest challenges we face is identifying sort of who we want to be online now this isn't necessarily this idea of reinventing yourself or creating this version of yourself that you think everybody wants to see I think you know when a lot of us start our small businesses, we're often told, and it is really true, that our unique selling point is ourselves at the end of the day. I know lots of people who listen to this podcast are educators and and tutors and teachers. When you go out there and you start, you know, simple search engine of looking up tutor available or tutors in my area, there's going to be loads of people coming up, potentially all doing the similar subjects to you as well. So you're going to sit there and think, well, hang on a minute, if everyone's doing the same thing, like, why would they choose me? Especially 
for people maybe who've been compared to people who've been established for a few years but it is so true that people buy people at the end of the day so we need to get comfortable with showing a bit of our personalities online because that's what's really going to be attracting people creating this personal brand like I say it's not about changing yourself or being fake or trying to be what you think everyone wants you to be it's more about cherry picking what you're really happy to share online and where your boundaries are. And everybody has totally different boundaries. You know, some people out there are really happy to kind of share all of their lives, post pictures of what they're doing every day, um, their family, their children, all sorts of things. That's, of course, absolutely fine. But then there are people sort of the other end of the spectrum who maybe don't share anything personal, but they do consistently show up talking about their job and the services they offer. So, as I say, it's there is no right or wrong way of doing this. It's just about what makes you comfortable and what you're happy to do. So some examples for you, like when I first started and I started thinking about sort of personal branding. So I don't have children. One, I guess the sort of day-to-day main things in my life is my dog, Daisy. You know, she's a golden cocker spaniel. She, if I say so myself, <laughs> she is quite cute, but she is also a bit of a terror. So, you know, when I used to do face-to-face tuition, it'd be a bit of a nightmare because my the kids would want to stroke her and say hello to her. Sadly, that was not to be with her. If I'm honest, I did definitely hide behind her for a little while. I also knew that, you know, in the world of advertising and marketing, animals are so good at getting people's attention. Like in the UK at the moment, there's an advert on TV. It's a Highland cow on a motorbike traveling through the sort of wilderness and it's advertising broadband. And honestly, I have yet to work out the link between a cow on a motorbike and broadband. I'm sure it does explain itself slightly. The fact is that I sit here and I remember that advert straight away off the top of my head and that brand. So animals definitely do sell. However, I will caveat this by saying don't hide behind your like pictures of your pet and things like that because at the end of the day that's not what people are buying from you but equally for me it was a really nice just soft easy way to start posting pictures on social media because that was one of my biggest issues when I first started was I was just not social on social media like on a personal level I never in my personal day-to-day life never really posted pictures I very rarely interact with things. I was your classic kind of social media lurker in the background. So to suddenly start my own business and have to suddenly start putting myself out there all the time, you know, it was so uncomfortable and I had so much resistance about it. So I just found little easy albeit a little bit silly, but ways of just starting to get myself out there. So I want to emphasize here, I don't want you to start your business and then just start posting random pictures and, you know, just silly things that aren't related because there's got to be a mixture, hasn't there? One thing I always say to my clients that I work with at the moment, one of the first things I do is go onto their social media pages and I'm instantly looking for, can I see their name and can I see their availability at the moment? And more often than not, I can't see posts like that. I I can see, you know, sometimes lots of value and I can see lots of like hints and tips that are being shared. But ultimately, like we want to make it really easy and obvious for our customers to know how to work with us. So this is what I always suggest with social media. Do your sales posts, make sure people know how to work with you, how to contact you, where to find you. Like that should be one of the first things they see. But then as you're doing these sorts of posts, start to just scatter and sprinkle little personal things in there. So whether it's the family pet or your hobbies or 
just something that brings a bit of like character and personality to you. As an example, I did this in my business the other day where we went for a walk and it was up in Suffolk, just not far from where I live. It was lovely, it was beautiful. It's autumn here at the moment, the time I'm recording this, so there's so many colours. And for me, my tuition business is English-based and and we do a lot of creative writing. So I literally took a picture while we were there and then used that in my lesson. But then that also became a bit of my social media strategy as well because I created a video off the back of it and I shared some advice and shared with people sort of you know how you can use nature and things like that for inspiration for your creative writing. That there is like an example for you of how you can bring in a little bit of your personal day-to-day but it doesn't have to be a picture of you, it doesn't have to be you know anything overly personal but it's just bringing in your different kind of viewpoint on things like your own personal flavour to it. And I think as well another really important thing about sort of trying to build up confidence and putting yourself out there more online you know there's that famous phrase isn't there like comparison is the thief of joy it is so true I think it's really interesting to always see what everybody else is up to kind of see what they're talking about see what sort of things they're sharing but what you'll find is that everybody especially those who are established and who you would maybe perceive to be as being, you know, really successful or doing really well, they do all have their own different flavour. And that is their uniqueness coming through there. So try not to look at different people and think, well, I need to replicate what they're doing. Like, you know, I need to be travelling to these places or saying these things or having these opinions. Because at the end of the day, it's going to, it's not going to feel real for you. It's not going to feel authentic. And ultimately, you're going to struggle to keep up with that. And you're not going to be consistent. So the more you that you can be online, the easier showing up is going to be for you. And like I said, even to this day, when I'm writing content for social media, I still imagine that the person who's going to be reading it is my best friend, who's one of my biggest fans and has helped me so much with my business, and also my clients that I work with now. I imagine they have just messaged me and asked me a question and I'm writing responses for them to help them. And it really helps because it makes your tone much more relaxed, like you would be conversational. It helps you to say what you really think um, and stops you kind of writing what, you know, like I say, what you think people want to hear. And a huge part of this as well is it also stops the kind of obsession that we've had on social media with vanity metrics. I think, you know, when when social media first came out, I remember as a teenager and it's sort of like social media becoming a thing and it was so ingrained into us, this kind of, I don't know, validation and popularity contest you know of likes and approval and things like that and that is definitely something I struggled with in 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 sort of adult life is that those hang-ups about the kind of likes and the engagement and things like that and again this is another thing I've learned now is that I don't put any emphasis or too much focus on just one post because I've learned from experience that sometimes I've created content or put an opinion or idea out there online and I've thought oh this is going to get a lot of reaction um you know I'm very proud of this post I've written a really good post here and it's just got no traction and it's flopped and it's been totally disappointing (laughs) but then a couple of days later or a week or two later and I'm still consistently posting 
put something else out there, which I think is seemingly random, or even potentially something I haven't even put loads of effort into. It's just been a quick little write-up. And all of a sudden, it's taken off and it's got traction. And I'm suddenly getting lots of engagement and inquiries coming through from it. So this is the thing. Not much of this stuff is actually very predictable. But over time, if you are consistently posting and you're consistently putting yourself out there and interacting with your audience, your confidence will build because you're going to get more used to doing it. But you can also start looking back I love stats and a bit of analytics. And you can look at, you know, what worked over the past 30 days, which of my posts, which, you know, got the most engagement, what was I talking about or what was I sharing in those posts? And that over time is going to help you to identify exactly what it is that your audience wants to hear from you, but also most importantly, what is converting people in your bubble as well sort of what's encouraging those inquiries to come through if you're listening to this and you're thinking okay this is all well and good you know I understand the benefits I can see you know it's about getting started and putting myself out there but you're still feeling that resistance there's still that kind of fear of being seen I would love to set you a little challenge for this week after you've listened to this episode so I think one of the most important things with being confident on social media is to actually be social on social media. So I think a lot of people have that fear of being seen because perhaps up until now, they've never really put themselves out there on social media, in their personal lives, they've never done too much. So to suddenly have to start doing it for your business, and we mentioned this earlier, it's going to feel very alien to you and potentially, you know, make you feel very uncomfortable. So I'm not going to tell you to go posting your life story or putting too much out there. All I want you to do is just go through your newsfeed, whatever social media it is that you're on, and like five to 10 posts, do a simple bit of engagement and comment on two or three of them. And getting into this routine is going to be one, great for you socially because it's potentially going to start building up networking connections and you're going to start you know speaking to people and reaching out but it's also going to start getting you used to this idea of as I say being social on social media and showing up for things because I always say you know with social media and your audiences if you want them to show up for you, if you want them to come along and engage in your posts and reach out to you and find out about your services and come work for you, then you also need to be showing up for them as well. You need to be active and engaged and kind of setting the example for them almost for what you want. So as I say, that is your challenge for today or for this week is to try and get into the routine once a day when you're scrolling Don't just keep flicking and scrolling. Make sure that you're liking things, you're engaging with things and ideally you're commenting on things as well and you're asking questions and you're prompting conversations with people because this is going to be a huge game changer for you in getting used to social media, getting used to how it feels, how it works and ultimately building up more and more confidence that you can then start putting more of yourself out there and, you know, building up more of your own unique presence. So I hope you found today's episode helpful. Confidence is going to be our theme for the next few episodes. And I do have some fantastic guests coming along as well. So I'm going to be doing a few interviews for the first time on this podcast. And they are going to be sharing with you so much helpful stuff to help you sort of build your confidence in your business and help you with your mindset. Because as I said at the beginning of the episode, It is such a key part of growing a successful business, but also being happy as well, because we don't want to have businesses where everything feels difficult. Everything feels like a struggle. Like we started our own jobs for 
freedom and for ultimately for most of us for for more happiness in our lives and more flexibility so mindset has a huge part to play in that okay thank you for listening and i look forward to sharing another episode with you next week thank you for listening to another episode of the love mondays club podcast don't forget to review and subscribe or share this episode with one of your business friends for more information and support from today's episode head over to the show notes at lovemondaysclub.co.uk have a great week and i'll see you next monday Thank you.